0: Hello everyone, and welcome to the News Around the NFL podcast, where we talk about what is happening in the NFL football world. I am your host, Gage Burlingame, and I'm here to catch you all up on the news and updates around the NFL. Thank you all so much for tuning in, and let's talk some football. Hello everyone, and welcome back to the News Around the NFL podcast. I am Gage Burlingame, and I will be your host for today's podcast. So we are now moving into the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. It was a wild wildcard weekend, as we saw. I mean, every single game was actually really fun to watch, and there were some some upsets, some almost upsets, and it, it was just a fun weekend. So today we're going to go over the results of the wildcard weekend, and then we're going to go into the preview for the divisional round, We're also going to go over some news and notes, and yeah, so with that being said, let's get into the news. So I'll be providing news from JPA Football on Instagram. If you guys want to go give him a follow, that is where I get most of my NFL news. So to start off, we have, the Commanders have been notifying offensive coordinator candidates that Sam Howell will be their starting quarterback in 2023. So... Uh, the commanders, it seems like they're going to be moving forward with Sam Howell as the starter for next season. And I kind of like this idea, you know, see what you have in him. And if he's not the answer, then you'll most likely have a, maybe a top 10 draft pick where you can draft one of the quarterbacks for next year, like maybe Caleb Williams or Drake May, any of those guys. Um, So I think that the, I think the Commanders should start Sam Howell next season and just see what they have in him. The Buccaneers are firing offensive coordinator Byron Leftwich. So this move comes after the uh, the, the Bucks lost to the Cowboys in the wildcard round. And, I mean, the Buccaneers' offense as a whole this season, they just weren't clicking at all. I mean, part of this could be because of Todd Bowles being the head coach instead of uh, Bruce Arians. But the offense this season just looked like it just didn't look as good as it did the, the season before. And now Byron Lefkowitz is fired, so now the Buccaneers are looking for a new offensive coordinator. And they could be looking for a quarterback as well because we could see Tom Brady either retire or go to a different team next year. So that'll, that'll be an interesting story to follow. The Browns will be hiring Jim Schwartz as their new defensive coordinator. Schwartz used to be the Eagles defensive coordinator and he used to be the head coach for the Detroit Lions. Uh, so the, uh, sorry, the Browns... Uh, their defense last season or this season, I guess, was not good. Um, they allowed a lot of rushing yards, uh, and even their pass defense wasn't that great either. And I mean, they have great players on defense, like Miles Garrett and Denzel Ward. So there was really no excuse for them to, for their defense to be that bad. And so hopefully, Jim Schwartz will be able to fix that. He's a really good defensive minded coach, and I mean, I, I think that the Browns defense will be a little bit better next season with Jim Schwartz as a defensive coordinator the Chargers are firing offensive coordinator Joe Lombardi. So now this is a very interesting move. As I mean, I, I, I saw it coming because, I mean, the way that the Chargers offense was ran this season was a little questionable. I mean, like Eckler, like Austin Eckler is one of the best running backs in the league, like in receiving and rushing. And you bring him out for a drive for like someone like Joshua Kelly and, Isaiah Spiller, like, I get bringing them in sometimes to give Eckler some rest, but sometimes they bring them in for more snaps than they really should be bringing them in, and it just didn't make a whole lot of sense to me as to why Eckler isn't, like, the main back, which, I mean, he is the main back, but he should be out there more than he usually is. And so they fired Joe Lombardi, and so now the Chargers are looking for an offensive coordinator, and that should be an intriguing job for some coaches out there who are looking for an offensive coordinator job as, I mean, you can go to a team that has a top, arguably a top five quarterback, two really good receivers, one of the best running backs in the league. It's a very intriguing offer. Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers says he isn't mentally or emotionally ready to make a decision on his future. So Aaron Rodgers in the final game of the regular season against the Lions uh, kept his jersey because he had a feeling. I mean, he didn't say this, but a lot of people were thinking that that may have been his last game as a Packer. Uh, but whether or not he plans on playing or not next season is still a question that he's not willing to answer right now. Um, but it is starting to look like Rodgers will either retire or go to a different team next year. As I think the Packers are, they could they could be ready to move on and move on to Jordan Love and just see what they have in him because, you know, they drafted him in the first round, so they may be looking them to move forward with him, but it all depends on what Aaron Rodgers wants to do. Vikings quarterback, Kirk Cousins, is expected to be back with the team in 2023. So Kirk Cousins was getting a lot of hate because of them losing to the Giants, but I really don't think it was Kirk Cousins' fault because, I mean, yes, Kirk Cousins throwing a, th- a three-yard check down uh, when they were... You know, they needed eight yards to get the first down. Yes, that was a little bit of a question mark. But Kirk Cousins played really well in that game. And the reason why the Vikings lost that game was not because of Kirk Cousins. It was because of their defense. Their defense allowed, I think it was like 31 points to the Giants. And the Giants, I mean, like Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley have been great this year. But other than them, they don't have a whole lot of like stars on the offense. I mean, their best receiver is Darius Slayton. And, I mean, you let that offense score 31 points on you, like, their defense is bad. So it's not Kirk Cousins' fault for losing that game. The defense has to be better. Saints head coach Sean Payton is seeking to be paid 20 to $25 million per season. So that's that's a lot of money. And I'm not sure who the highest-paid coach in the league is off the top of my head, but I'm guessing they're making around that much, but I'm not 100% sure. Um, so, I mean... Sean Payton, he is looking to make a return to coaching. Um, I think he's already done interviews with like the Panthers, the Cardinals, the Broncos. Um, so he is going to make a return to coaching, but the team is also going to have to trade uh, possibly a first-round pick for him, and they also have to pay him a big contract. So it's going to take a lot to get him, but he is a Super Bowl-winning head coach, so I think it'll be worth it. The Vikings are expected to have contract talks this offseason with superstar wide receiver Justin Jefferson, but have yet to engage in those talks. Justin Jefferson, on a potential extension from Minnesota, he said, I mean, I will be wherever I'm wanted. If they want me here, I'm here. So, the Vikings and Justin Jefferson are looking to start contract negotiations in the offseason, and, I mean, we could see a huge payday for Justin Jefferson. He is, in my opinion, he's probably the best wide receiver in the league, and I can't remember who the who the highest paid wide receiver is. I think it might be Tyreek Hill. And, I mean, most of the wide receivers in the league, they're getting paid a ton of money. So Justin Jefferson, he's about to get a huge payday. The Ravens and offensive coordinator Greg Roman are parting ways. There are now 10 teams that are in need of a new offensive coordinator. So another team fired their offensive coordinator and this was to be expected. I mean, Greg Roman as the offensive coordinator for the Ravens made some very questionable calls. I mean, um, I'm not talking about like the Tyler Huntley QB sneak. I mean, yeah, they probably could have gave it to J.K. Dobbins, but he was he was throwing the ball a lot in goal line situations when they probably could have just handed the ball off and they would have been in the end zone. So uh, I'm, I'm sure there are lots of Ravens fans that are happy with this. They were very frustrated with Greg Roman's play calling this season. And now the Ravens are going to be looking for a new offensive coordinator But another worry for them is to make sure that Lamar Jackson gets his contract. And so that's two things they have to worry about in the offseason is signing Lamar Jackson to a new deal and finding a new offensive coordinator. Brock Purdy will remain the 49 ers starter even if Jimmy Garoppolo can get cleared for the playoffs. And I think this is a good decision by San Francisco. I mean, Brock Purdy has been playing very, very well. And if they were to just bench him in favor of Jimmy Garoppolo... That would ruin the momentum that they have, and I mean, if Purdy does get hurt, then they'll have Garoppolo as the backup, which is fine, but I think that Purdy should remain the starter because he's been playing very, very well, and there's a possibility that we could see him lead the 49ers to a Super Bowl, which that would be insane if that happened, to see the Mr. Irrelevant, the last player taken in the draft, lead his team to a Super Bowl. I mean, we haven't seen anything like that ever, so... It would be crazy for them to bench him right now after what he's done so far. The Dolphins are firing defensive coordinator Josh Boyer. So, the Dolphins were another team that was very disappointing. I mean, not as like a whole team, but as a defense. I mean, the Browns, they were also a very disappointing defense. And the Dolphins, they have some good players on defense too. Like, they have Xavier Howard, Javon Holland, uh, Jalen Phillips. You know, they have some great players on defense, but... For some reason, their defense was just not that good this year, and so they fired their defensive coordinator, so now they're going to be looking for a defensive coordinator to replace Boyer, and so that should be another enticing offer for any coaches who are looking to being a defensive coordinator because you got some great players on defense. You just need to be able to put it together. So that is it for the news. Now let's move on to the preview of the divisional round. So before we get into the uh, games for the divisional round, we're going to do a review of the games from the wildcard round, because we had some pretty crazy games. And so the first game we saw was the 49ers against the Seahawks. And the 49ers ended up winning that game 41-23. to And Brock Purdy, he had an amazing game. Uh, so Brock Purdy, he went 18 for 30, uh, 332 yards, three touchdowns. And I believe he also had a touchdown on the ground. He did. And, I mean, McCaffrey had a great game. Debo had a great game. Uh, I mean, this 49ers team as a whole, I mean, they're, they're looking like the best team in the NFC. Um, I predicted them to make the Super Bowl but lose to the Bengals, so, I mean, right now it's looking like they're the best team in the NFC. And, I mean, the Cowboys, they do have a chance to beat them this weekend, but right now, with the way the 49ers defense is looking, the way Brock Purdy is playing, it's going to be very hard to beat them right now. The Jacksonville Jaguars beat the Los Angeles Chargers 31 to 30. This was probably the craziest game of the wildcard weekend. I mean, the Chargers were up 27 to nothing. And like Trevor Lawrence in the first half, he looked awful. He threw four interceptions. And then suddenly in the second half, the Jaguars make an amazing comeback. They come back from 27 down. And, I mean, Trevor Lawrence finished with a a decent game. I mean, besides the four interceptions, he had – let me me go to the stats real quick. He had 288 passing yards, four touchdowns. I mean, Etienne had 100 yards on the ground. Evan Ingram had a touchdown. Christian Kirk had a touchdown. Zay Jones had a touchdown. Marvin Jones had a touchdown. I mean, suddenly in the second half, the Jaguars' offense just started – they were rolling – and I was not expecting the Jaguars to make that comeback. I mean, that was one of the craziest comebacks I've ever seen. And I believe it was the third best comeback in NFL postseason history. Like the third highest or third, third most points. Because they were down 27 points. And they came back and won 31 to 30. I mean, that was just a crazy game to watch. The Buffalo Bills beat the Miami Dolphins 34 to 31. This game was a lot closer than I thought it would be. And, I mean, the Dolphins' offense didn't even play that well. Like, Skylar Thompson, he didn't play that well. He was 18 for 45, 220 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. I mean, the offense as a whole wasn't that great, but the Dolphins' defense played very well. I mean, they they sacked Josh Allen seven times, and they also scored a defensive touchdown. So, I mean, the Dolphins, they fought pretty hard, and I thought, I thought they were going to get blown out, but they kept it pretty close. But... It was not enough to beat the Bills. Josh Allen, 352 passing yards, three touchdowns. Um, Diggs was great. Gabe Davis had a touchdown. Um, I mean, even though, like, in my mind, I feel like the Dolphins, like, they, their defense played very well, but it was still not enough to beat the Bills' offense. And now the Bills are going to be playing the Bengals next week. That's going to be a fun game to watch. And we'll, we'll talk about who I think will win uh, in the next segment. The New York Giants beat the Minnesota Vikings 31 to 24. This was, I think, the only upset in the wildcard weekend. There were some close ones. Like the Ravens almost beat the Bengals, the Dolphins almost beat the Bills. But this was like the only upset, I believe. The Giants beaten the Vikings. Daniel Jones was awesome in that game. He was 24 for 35, 301 passing yards, two touchdowns. He also had 17 rushes for 78 rushing yards. Saquon didn't have a whole lot of carries, but he did have two touchdowns. Isaiah Hodgins, 8 for 105 and 1. Darius Slayton, 4 for 88. Um, I mean, the Giants' offense just looked really good, but, I mean, the Vikings' defense looked really bad. Kirk Cousins did the best he could, 31 for 39, 273 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Hawkinson had a really, really nice game. Jefferson was okay. He didn't have a whole lot of yards. But, I mean, I think that game just showed that I mean the Giants defense is better than the Vikings defense. I mean the Vikings did all the Vikings offense did all they could, but their defense could not stop the Giants offense. So that ultimately led to them losing this game. The Cincinnati Bengals beat the Baltimore Ravens 24 to 17. And this game was close in the fourth quarter. I mean it was tied at 17. It looked like Baltimore was getting ready to take the lead. And then Tyler Huntley did a QB sneak, he fumbled. Sam Hubbard took it. 98 yards to the house it was just that was probably the craziest play of the day and I mean Cincinnati's offense did not play as well as we all anticipated Baltimore played better than we thought but I mean it still wasn't enough Tyler Huntley did the best he could 17 for 29 226 two touchdowns and an interception that fumble did hurt their chances of winning though J.K. Dobbins, 13 for 62, 4 for 43 through the air and one touchdown. He played pretty well. Um, I mean, Baltimore as a whole, they played well. And, yeah, maybe if they had Lamar Jackson, they could have won. But Tyler Huntley played pretty well. And I know J.K. Dobbins was very mad after the game, saying, like, why didn't you give me the ball at the goal line? I probably could have got it in. Saying, like, if we had Lamar Jackson, we would have won. Like, I think that second part that he said about, like, having Lamar Jackson over Tyler Huntley – while yes, that might have been true, but you also gotta, you know, think about Tyler Huntley as you're saying that. Like you probably Tyler Huntley might have been a little bit mad about you saying that. But I mean the Bengals, they were very close to losing this game, but they did win, and now they're moving on to beat the- to play the Bills, and we'll talk about that matchup a little bit later. The final game of the wildcard weekend was the Cowboys versus the Buccaneers, and the Cowboys ended up winning the game 31 to 14. And Dak Prescott had probably the best game of his career. He went 25 for 33, 305 passing yards, four passing touchdowns. He also had 24 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. So he had five total touchdowns in that game. So that was a really good game for Dak. The only concern for Dallas in this game was the kicking. Brett Maher missed four extra points in a row. And, I mean, like Peyton Manning couldn't believe it. Eli Manning couldn't believe it. I mean, I feel like a lot of Cowboys fans couldn't believe it. I mean, Brett Maher, he's been great all season. And then in the wildcard round, he forgets how to kick. I mean, he did make the last extra point. So that was, you know, that was nice to see. Like, he can actually make an extra point. But the Cowboys, they, they signed the kicker to their practice squad. So they're not overreacting to Maher having a bad game. But they're not ignoring it either. So... Brett Maher, if he has another bad game like that, then we could see the Cowboys get a new kicker. So now let's move on to the divisional round games. So the we have two games on Saturday and two games on Sunday. So the first game on Saturday is the Jacksonville Jaguars taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. This game will be in Kansas City, and the Chiefs are 8.5-point favorites, and the over-under is 525 half so these two teams have met in the regular season, and I believe the Jaguars lost that game. I can't remember what the score was, um, but I mean the Chiefs—they're the number one team in the AFC. Jaguars coming off a coming off from one of the biggest comebacks in NFL history. I mean, it is possible for the Jaguars to win this game, but I would be crazy to pick them to beat the Chiefs in this one, especially in Arrowhead Stadium. I'm picking the Chiefs to win this game. I think that the Jaguars will put up a fight. Trevor Lawrence, I mean, he can't have a first half like he did last week because it'll be harder to come back against the Chiefs. So he's got to be on point throughout the entire game if they want to win this game. If not, then the Chiefs will win this game pretty easily. I think that Trevor Lawrence will play much better than he did last game. And when when I say much better, I mean he won't turn the ball over as much as he did last week. And I think the Jaguars will fight hard, but I do think the Chiefs will win. And the Saturday night game will be the New York Giants taking on the Philadelphia Eagles, an NFC East rivalry. The Eagles are 7.5-point favorites, and the over-under is 48. This game will be in Philadelphia, so it's going to be a very, very fun game to watch. Usually when these two teams play against each other, it's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, The Giants are coming off a big win against the Vikings. Um, I mean, if Daniel Jones plays the way he played last week, it is possible that the Giants could win this game. But Philadelphia... They're the number one seed in the NFC. Um, I don't think they're going to win this game easily. I think it'll be a close game. But I think Jalen Hurts will get the job done. I think Philadelphia will win this game. Uh, I love what I've what I've seen from Brian Dayball with the Giants. I think if the Giants go into the offseason, get some better receivers, they could be dangerous next season. Uh, but the number one thing they have to worry about is signing Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley in the offseason. But that's not... That's not really what we're talking about for the playoff game. I think if Daniel Jones plays the way he played last week, I think it is possible that they could win this game. But with the way Philadelphia has been playing all season, their offense looks really, really good. Their defense is great. I think Philadelphia will win this game. And now we're moving on to the Sunday games. So the first game on Sunday will be the Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Buffalo Bills. And the Bills are 5.5-point favorites, and the over-under is 49 This game will be at Buffalo, and it's going to be pretty cold. It's going to be 33 degrees, so I feel like Buffalo has the upper hand in this game. But, I mean, Cincinnati plays in some pretty cold weather as well. So, this game's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um, I mean, both teams, they met in the uh, regular season when Damar Hamlin suffered that cardiac arrest. So, there could be a lot of emotion in this game for Buffalo. Um, And for Cincinnati as well. I mean, they were a part of that game as well. So, I mean, this game... Should be a lot of fun to watch. Um, I did pick the Bengals to win the Super Bowl, so I am picking the Bengals to win this game, but I could easily see Buffalo winning this game. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I think it'll be back and forth. Both offenses are great. Both defenses are great, but it could be a high-scoring affair as both offenses are are very, very good. But I do think that the Bengals will win this game and move on to the AFC Championship. And then the final game on Sunday is the... Dallas Cowboys taking on the San Francisco 49ers. This game will be at San Francisco. The 49ers are four point favorites and the over-under is 46. So, I mean, these two teams are rivals. I mean, we don't hear a whole lot about their rivalry because they're not in the same division, but yeah, I mean, both these teams, they're rivals. They played each other in the eighties and the nineties. So there's a lot of history between these two teams and both offenses are playing very well. Both defenses are playing very well. Um, I mean, a part of me wants to go with the Cowboys, also because I'm a Cowboys fan. But like I said earlier, the 49ers are looking like the best team in the NFC right now. I mean, the Cowboys are going to fight. They're going to fight hard. And I think that they'll keep this game close. But San Francisco, Brock Purdy is playing very well. Their defense is probably the best defense in the league, if I had to say. And I think that the, the Niners will win this game. But I think the Cowboys will keep it close. So those are all the matchups in the divisional round of the playoffs. And with that being said, that will do it for this week's episode of the podcast. Thank you all so much for tuning in and enjoy the divisional round this weekend. And if your team is still in it, I wish you all good luck. Um, But hopefully my Cowboys pull it off against the Niners, but who knows. Uh, But thank you all so much for tuning in and listening to today's podcast. I am Gage Burlingame, and I will see you all next time. Goodbye.